earlier this year, this podcast became primarily a video first podcast. And in order to make that happen, I needed to be able to record video. And I do that using a Nikon DSLR camera. It's the 5200D series, meaning it is old. This is six years old. This was a gift from my husband when I had our first daughter, who is eight. So no, it is eight years old. If it ain't broke, no need to fix it. I'm not doing anything super fancy. If I'm doing something super fancy, I have people I can work with on those projects. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pillay, and welcome to episode 156 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. In today's episode, I'm sharing my entire video podcast production workflow from the right software, equipment, guest pitching process, and more. I can honestly say that adding a video component to this show has really taken it to the next level. So if you're interested in hearing how I've gone about it, keep on listening. Before we hear the rest of this episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This will help to spread the word about our show so the amazing stories we share can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off-script as I bring you behind the scenes on my video podcast production workflow. I recently got an email from a listener who's thinking about launching a podcast of her own, and she was wondering how I go about creating this video podcast. Everything from equipment to software, she wanted to know what my process is. So for this episode, I'm sharing it all. I'm bringing you behind the scenes on my video podcast creation process. So if you're interested in hearing about the equipment I use, the software I use, my process for landing some amazing guests like Tika Sumter and her partner Ty Randolph, Maddie James, Dana Bolden, Shantae Lundy, I've had so many amazing guests. This podcast has been running for three and a half years. This is episode 156, so there are a lot to choose from. So if today you are thinking about launching a podcast of your own and you would like some sort of a primer, some sort of a behind the scenes look into how to make it happen, keep on watching. All right, let's dive into it. First things first, when people start searching how to start a podcast, the categories of software and equipment probably tend to be the most daunting because there's a lot of information out there. But I'm going to run down a list of what I use and how I use it. On the software side, to record the audio of this podcast, I use GarageBand. It's a free software that's found on all Mac computers. And if you have a PC, you can use VLC. It's free as well. And it's pretty user-friendly. I had never used either before and was able to pick it up pretty quickly. There are plenty of YouTube videos out there about it. Um, We'll go over equipment later, but this mic here is connected to my computer and records into GarageBand. So once the video and the audio are recorded, I take everything and put it into Adobe Premiere Pro. That's the video editing software that I'm most familiar with. It isn't free, but if you're on a Mac, once again, there's iMovie, which is a free alternative, and they have very similar functionality as well. But 
I'm able to edit out all of the awkward pauses and awkward things that I say in Adobe Premiere Pro, and then I export it out into YouTube, and I can use the audio for the audio podcast platforms like iTunes. Once the video and audio portion of things are done, now it's time for promotion. And if you follow us on Instagram or LinkedIn or anywhere else, you've probably seen some of the graphics that we put out in order to promote the different episodes that we're rolling out. And Adobe Illustrator is the software I use. It all comes in an Adobe pack. And I've been using the software forever, as I said, so I'm most familiar with that. Canva is another alternative that has a free level that is amazing for business owners. So if you don't want to get too technical or if you don't want to spend too much money, you can use Canva to create all your graphics. It's also helpful for the YouTube thumbnail that brought you to this video or any other graphics that you want to create. Now to round out the software section of things, you probably noticed that the majority of our 156 episodes are guest interview episodes. And for those, I use Zoom. Zoom is a paid platform with a free tier. So for the free tier, I believe you can only have about 40 minute meetings and I'm not sure if you can record them, but I have a paid version of Zoom because I use it for all of my business meetings. I use it for the podcast. And so this is just a necessary tool for me, especially given the state of the world these days. So within Zoom, as I said, you have the option to either record your meeting into the cloud or record the meeting onto your computer. That's what I do. I record it onto my computer and you can also select the microphone that you're going to be using within Zoom. And I select this microphone that we'll talk about later. And that ensures that the audio is as high quality as possible because the majority of podcasts come in audio format. And it's just important that audio remains pristine because if it's shaky, there's a lot of background noise, people are going to click off of your podcast. So for me, it's something that I make sure I get right. Last but not least on the software side, I'm sure you guys have seen the graphics that people share with waveforms that move in time to the voice of the person speaking. It's not video. It's just a still picture with the waveform on it. I use Wave, which is W-A-V-V-E, to generate those. So not only can you have captions, you can also add the waveforms onto the image. I don't use it as much as I used to when I first started because now I prefer to share video clips with the subtitles on when I'm promoting the episode, but that's still a great way to share snippets of your episodes online if you're interested in doing that. Okay, so that rounds out the software section. Let's dive into the equipment section. First and foremost, I think a lot of people get hung up on the microphone to pick. This isn't the first microphone I got when I first started podcasting. I actually started out with a Blue Yeti mic and had that for about two and a half years. Don't worry, all the equipment and the software I'm mentioning today is going to be linked in the description box if you're watching here on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio version, I have it for you in the show notes. 
But yes, I started with the Blue Yeti and I started to notice an issue where the fan on my laptop would blow really loudly during our video interviews on Zoom. And I think it's because I had so many huge programs running. Like I had Zoom running, I had GarageBand running, I had a Word document up with all of my notes in it and questions in it. And that was probably overwhelming my computer. So when the fan started blowing really loudly, you could hear it in the audio. And as I said, audio is really important in a podcast. So I asked around and my podcast manager at the time recommended this mic. And it's been amazing. It definitely was an upgrade. There's a big price difference. I think the Blue Host or the Blue Yeti mic was $70 when I first got it on Amazon. This one, I believe, is closer to the $200 range. So get this one if you know you're going to be serious about podcasting. Um, the other difference to note between the Blue Yeti mic and this mic is that the Blue Yeti is a USB mic, meaning that you can plug it straight into your computer. This mic is going to require an audio mixer, which I got on Amazon as well. It's called the Focusrite and the mic plugs into the audio mixer and then the audio mixer is what plugs into my laptop. Aside from that, you probably see that the microphone is being held up by this boom arm. This is the kind of boom arm that can screw onto a table. I have it screwed onto a stool because it's just easier for me to be mobile with it. However, I know that there are other boom arms that have a stand and then can be placed on the ground or on a table. That's not the sort I got because I love that I can travel with this one. It collapses on itself link in bio or link in show notes if you're interested in grabbing this one for yourself. Now, earlier this year, this podcast became primarily a video first podcast. And in order to make that happen, I needed to be able to record video. And I do that using a Nikon DSLR camera. It's the 5200D series, meaning it is old. This is six years old. This was a gift from my husband when I had our first daughter, who is eight. So no, it is eight years old. It was a gift from him so I could document our first child. And years later, I'm still using it. If it ain't broke, no need to fix it. I'm not doing anything super fancy. If I'm doing something super fancy, I have people I can work with on those projects. So for this activity, the Nikon DSLR works just fine. Now, of course, when you're recording on a DSLR, the lighting needs to be right. And I have two lights that I use with that camera. I have a larger standing ring light as well as a backlight that's directly behind me here that lights the back and just to make sure that there are no harsh shadows that fall behind me. The other piece of equipment that you probably haven't seen me use on the video podcast is this pop filter. The reason I don't tend to use it now that I'm primarily a video podcast is as you can see, it's covering up a good portion of my face. And while I do use this pop filter whenever I'm recording the intro portion of the, of the audio podcast, I don't use it for our video podcast, but it's still, I, I would say still something that's necessary. It helps you prevent plosives. And that's whenever you're hitting those hard P sounds, it helps you prevent the harsh sound from hitting your microphone and impacting the sound quality. But 
as I said, I don't tend to use it. I actually need to look up whether or not there's a much smaller one that pairs with this. If I do find it, I will link it also in the show notes and in the description box. Earlier, I did mention that I also have a smaller ring light that clips onto my laptop when I'm having those Zoom recorded interviews. I think that also helps add additional dimension and lighting whenever I'm sitting there. And then final piece of equipment to share is, as I mentioned earlier, I have an HD web camera that I also clip onto my laptop. And that is the video quality that you are seeing when I have those smaller boxes for recorded podcast interviews. So once again, if you're interested in any of those, I'm happy to share down in the description box. Okay, so now that we're done with equipment, let's talk about my process for actually bringing the podcast together. Once I've recorded the video and the audio, I export the audio out of GarageBand and I grab the video from my SD card from the DSLR camera and I bring it all together within Adobe Premiere Pro. The other caveat I will mention is that I record a different intro for the video podcast than I do for the audio podcast, simply because I'm distributing it to different platforms. And you have to respect the way the audiences on the different platforms prefer to receive content. So for example, on YouTube, it's really important that you hook people's attention right away. So whatever I say in my intro needs to carry people through to the end of my video. So that's why I have a different video intro for YouTube. And then on the podcast side of things, people are used to a specific format that's repeated for each show. So I try to respect that process for the audio that goes out as well. And honestly, I've done it so often that it doesn't take that much additional effort to create two different intros. Once the two different intros are created, I take the video intro and put it in Premiere Pro at the beginning of the episode, whether it's a solo episode or a guest interview episode, I have a different intro and then I will review the episode and then find the clip that seems to be the most interesting or that has a cliffhanger that I can take and put at the very beginning of the episode as a preview. So it goes preview, intro, episode itself. And then if I have some sort of an announcement, I might put it either at the beginning or end, just depending on what my retention rate looks like. And there are different tools you can use. For example, on YouTube studio, it lets you know how long people are listening and watching your video episodes, or there are other tools that you can use on the audio side, like iTunes, for example, has its own that allows you to see where people are dropping off of your episodes. So once everything is put together on the Premiere Pro side of things, I'll export it out and upload it into YouTube, as well as on the audio side, I'll export out the audio and put it into my website where it actually then gets sent out to wherever audio podcasts are available. Let me know in the comments if you would like me to do a separate, more detailed episode about the behind the scenes technology to set up your actual episode so that it gets sent out to Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, all of the places. I'm happy to share how that works on my website. So the other question I get asked often is how do I find the guests that I have on the show? And I have to admit that in the beginning, it was a lot of shooting my shot and having the right kind of a pitch. You have to show people what's in it for them, especially when you're new 
and you can't offer them exposure. You have to have something that you can offer them, whether it's they've never been on the podcast before and you're giving them an opportunity to tell their story or it's a part of a collaboration that you are putting together. You just need to be creative about how you're approaching people. But when you're first starting out, I would say getting introductions from family and friends who are connected to people that you want to interview is a great way to start out. Or if you don't have friends and family who are connected to anyone you want to interview, try LinkedIn. You may have second or third degree connections that are willing to make an introduction. Next, I would recommend that you follow journalists that interview the types of people that you are interested in interviewing. For example, I started following Dominique Fluker and Pollyanna Reed because they write for Forbes Women and they were covering the kinds of women that I love to interview. And eventually I built a relationship with them and had them on the podcast. So it's just important that you are strategic about the kinds of relationships and connections that you are building. Find genuine points of connection with people and see if that helps you get the right guests on your podcast. Once you get into the flow of getting people on your show, ask your past guests for introductions to your future guests because chances are they have a network of people who do similar things. Entrepreneurs and business owners tend to be connected to other business owners as well. Aside from that, social media has been a great source of guests for me. You can either follow relevant industry hashtags on Instagram, for example, or Facebook or LinkedIn, just depending on where these individuals that you want to interview are hanging out. But at this point, three and a half years into having the show, I am starting to get inbounds from PR agencies who are representing the kinds of people I would love to have on the show or from individuals who have heard of the show and would like to come on. Now, for these ones, it's hit or miss because not everyone does their research about your show. I sometimes get inbounds from men, although I'm yet to have a man on the show. Actually, I take it back. I had my husband on the show once, but you get it. None of my guests have been men. So just do your research before you pitch and make sure that you have examples of what you're going to talk about and be sure that it aligns with the theme of the show. There's so much more I could say about the process of producing a video podcast. Let me know if there are other subjects that you want me to cover, and I'm happy to make more detailed videos on those specific topics. Earlier, I did mention that I had a podcast management team helping, but I don't want that to deter anyone who's considering launching a podcast. It's possible to do it yourself. I did it myself for the first two years or so until I brought a podcast management team on this year. And unfortunately, they closed their doors. So I'm on the hunt for another podcast team but that means in the interim, I'm back to doing this all myself again. So it's possible for you to do it yourself. However, as your business grows, it's not feasible, which is why I'm rampantly interviewing more people to help because after a while, depending on what you have on your plate, it starts to get taxing. 
All right, there you have it. That is my video podcast creation process. I better cut off the episode here because as I said, there's so much more I could say about this. But if you are interested in hearing additional information on specific topics, let me know in the comments and I'm happy to create additional videos. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell on your way out so you don't miss our next episode. We release them in both video and audio format every single Thursday. All right, we'll see you right back here for another episode next week. Bye. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you found this show helpful, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript. Or you can catch up on past episodes at She'sOffscript.com. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here next Thursday for another episode.